Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. What you need to know is that the Brewers just gave up another gopher ball and it's all tied up between the Diamondbacks and the Brewers with Corbin Burns, their best pitcher, maybe the best pitcher in baseball, arguably, over the last several years, getting rocked early in this game. Take it away, Linz. Wow. You forgot you the Morongo part. What did you call the, the home run? A oh, gopher ball. A gopher ball. Yeah. So if you called baseball, would you be like, when somebody hits a home run, you'd be like, he just hit a gopher ball. Uh, that's like an old school Chris Berman uh, reference. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Don't know it. Yeah. Gopher ball. Now you do. I always thought that it sounded more like a chicken clucking. I don't know. That was Chris Berman. That was my that was my Chris Berman home run derby. So what you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. And what you need to know is that after their early exit from the playoffs last season, the Dodgers are looking for ways to increase the intensity during their five day break between the end of the regular season Sunday and the start of the NLDS. One solution they will try. Uh, letting fans into Dodger Stadium to watch one of the team's intra-squad scrimmages oh, this that's week. That's cool. Yes. The team will let season ticket holders attend its workout day on Wednesday, uh, following the lead of the Braves after they announced a similar plan on Thursday. Dodgers manager Dave Roberts is a big fan of the idea, which was originally proposed by Mookie Betts and Miguel Rojas to put some extra skin in the game. According to the team, admission will be offered to select season ticket members who RSVP for this event through the Dodger Rewards Portal. Um, Dave Roberts said it'll be a good experience for them to watch us go through our workout, that is, the fans. So, How it may be gutless, but I think it's free. It's free. I, I could be wrong, but oh, I'm really? pretty sure it's free. Yeah. But you have to get an invite. Okay. So, you, you cannot go, Cappy. Why not? I mean, you could get an invite from Dave, probably. Yeah, yeah. why not? You're why right. can't I go? You, you could totally text him or call him hey, and King. be like, hey. Yeah, but I don't think I really want to go watch a workout. No? Nah. Not in like an intimate setting where there maybe only is a couple of hundred people there watching it? I've been to spring training. I'm okay. good. All right. I don't know how you guys want to go. Anybody want to go watch it? I, mean, I, I think it's invite, cool. I'd go. Yeah, lots of people want yeah. to see oh, it. I, I would think so. have a chance to see something like that, right. you cynical. Exactly. Cynical man. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's cool. I mean, if you're <laughs> like hardcore. Well, like, I'm sorry, mister. I'm going to be behind home plate. I'm no, no, I'm in training. Yeah, listen. I, I feel like if you are a hardcore Joe Sixpack Dodger fan. Joe Sixpack wants to be there, bro. Joe Sixpack does? Absolutely. Really? Because tickets are so expensive for the playoffs, you get priced out, man. Yeah, dude. That's true. Enjoy that. Listen, if you're that guy, don't be what guy. Don't be what guy. Gordo Chunk, what is it? Gordo Chunkies? I am oh, that guy. He can't I can't hear. El Gordo Chunky, Laura. El Gordo Chunky. Yeah. yeah, listen. <laughs> Dude, it's cool. I mean, if you if you were like, hey, I want to go see these guys work out in Dodger Stadium in between. Yeah, it's cool. Cool. Very cool. Me? Yeah. Not my deal, but that's all right. Not knocking anybody else. Right. 
I think you do you. Right. Boo. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. <laughs> just the 90 minutes from wherever you are. So we'll keep Boo you up better. to date on what's going on in baseball because there's the action is flying fast and furious, as they say. Uh, so we're tied up 3-3. Diamondbacks and Brewers, top of the third, early in that one. Rangers already won 4-0, and the Twins with another upset. Uh, Rangers with an upset earlier, and Twins 3-1 upset over the Blue Jays. I like the Blue Jays, too, because they got all those old-school guys' kids on them. I feel like I'm going to get the Marlins and the Phillies on the TV yeah, behind that's, you. that's this one, yeah. Okay, but I, want, I would love to, yeah, I'd love to move off. The, uh, hold on, we'll put the Diamondbacks in Milwaukee here. I think yeah, that good. one's on ESPN. good. Well, Operate this system, will you, George? That might be ESPN two, actually. Hold on, let's see. Look, look what he's doing here. Look at him go. Look at this kid go. Look at him do research at the same time. Look at him bet him. Yeah, there you go. Oh, nice. Now you got them both. Now I got both ball games. Just like I got both. Beautiful. Yeah. All I right. mean, these TVs actually work for a change. Yeah, it's nice. So I mean, that's it's a good thing I broke that one TV a couple yeah, weeks ago. Right. Now we got working TVs. Right. Uh, Cappy, your boy Jerry Jones says the Super Bowl goes through, not the Cowboys, but the Niners. Mm-hmm. The road. The Super Bowl goes to the Niners. Honestly, I mean, you're going to know how I feel about this. I've been saying this all along that I think they're the best team in the sport. So Brock Purdy looks good. Their Christian McCaffrey looks incredible. Dude. Their defense is really good. You see and, that play McCaffrey made this weekend where yeah, he we hurdled the guy? The guy. Insane. He, he did it like without even breaking right, stride. Right. Like it was like he was doing the 110 meter hurdles. Mm-hmm. He was like Edwin Moses in the Olympics in like the 80s all of a sudden. <laughs> Nice job by you pulling Edwin yeah. Moses. Yeah, Jackie Joyner Kersey. Nice. Maybe, even. Yeah. That's some Carl Lewis talk right there. Yeah. Is what I don't that know. is. Did Carl Lewis do the hurdles? I don't know. Yeah, I don't believe I don't know. He, did. he ran yeah. track, did yeah. he? Yeah. He did run track. You know? Yes. No hurdles, no hurdles for Ben. In my, or or yeah. for Carl. Long jump. Oh, long he did jump long for Carl jump. Lewis. Yeah, he did do long the long jump. jump. And won a gold in the long jump, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And of yeah. course, one of the all time great national anthems. Oh, you stop. You had to bring that. What? The man. Hold on. Hold on. I'll bring it back. Hold on. Not nice. Oh, see. Not nice. Yeah. So anyway, so we'll keep you up to date on the baseball. Uh, but in football, yeah. Jerry Jones says the Niners. Who does the road run through, Cappy, to the Super Bowl for your in, for your money? Well, I mean, look, this is why this is such a great conversation this week. Because this week They're on playing. Sunday Night Football, yeah, those two are playing. Like we're going to get an amazing game. Now, I don't know if Taylor Swift is going to show up Probably and all not. of a sudden yeah. take the, the light away from the actual game. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the Cowboys and the Niners, and when you think Cowboys-Niners, what comes to mind? Like, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think Cowboys-Niners? I mean, you think of the catch, you think of, like, all these crazy playoff games. Right, right? Joe Montana rolling to his right, throwing the ball up into the end zone, Dwight Clark going up to get it and bringing it down. Like, that's the legend of this rivalry. And if you're Jerry, you know, that's what you do. You pay a little respect. Hey, they're 4-0, we're 3-1. These guys have been in the NFC title game like three of the last four years. We got to go through them to get to where we want to go. Yeah. I like it. They're good. I like the respect. Um, Beat them. Yeah. I I just think that – I think the Cowboys are good, not great. Right? Like they're just like a step below the Niners. And maybe in the regular season they'll beat them and whatnot. But I feel like come playoff time they're just not equal. I don't know. I think we'll have about 13 weeks to try and figure that out. And we'll see who's healthy and who's not healthy. Right. But um, but to you, me, if you look at the best teams in football, okay, in the NFC, Niners, Cowboys, Eagles mm-hmm. are in that conversation. Right. We'll Who the, the Rams? We'll the Rams will see them this week, yep. and I, again, another test for the Rams because mm-hmm. we saw they they played they played fine against the Niners, but not good enough to win. Nope. And I feel like it's probably going to be a similar situation with the Eagles, yeah. where they'll be competitive, but not 
not win the game. I mean, Eagles are unbeaten. Yeah. And Eagles are a team that was in the Super Bowl a year ago. Yeah. Eagles are an organization that feel like they're still like on the rise. And the Eagles are a team that in their last five games where they've been down double digits, yeah. Jalen Hurts has led them back. Like wow. they are, even if you think you've got them, they, they come back and they win the games. Like they're a very resilient bunch. Well, the Rams know about giving up double digit leads. I mean, it was 23 nothing against a rookie quarterback yeah. this past By the weekend. way, that courtesy of ESPN Stats and Info. I have the Slack channel, so I can... Oh, really? You're in the Slack channel? Oh, man, oh, for years. Oh, that is the most amazing oh, channel ever. Some of the stuff, like during the NBA playoffs, woo, I was wait, on wait. there all the time. Wait, you you are in the Slack ESPN So is Emily, Stats Emily Hebel, too. Yeah, that's God, I would love to be in that. Show no, you wouldn't. Yeah, I would. No, you wouldn't. You Why would not? You only would it. want to be in there just to see it, but then you wouldn't be able to digest 95% no, no, I would like of to, it. I w- Listen, I don't have any access to ESPN stats and information. Yes, you do. I do? You just don't know how. Oh, like, how do have, I do it? You have the email address. Uh-huh. Yeah. Know. And what, get, what, get, if you wanted them to look up a stat, all you have to do is email them. Wait, it's they, crazy, actually. You can put it in the Slack channel and just be like, hey, um, how many games did Well, Damian they only Lillard... like you to do that if it's like the game is live. Right, right, right. right, right. right. If not, they, if it's like a yes. random thing, they want you to email it. So I have never used the ESPN stats and info on Slack. That's awesome. Oh, it's fascinating. Yeah, I, you see it? I love Slack. stuff they come up with is nuts. Dude, Slack is a great platform. I love Slack. Why didn't you invent Slack? Well, I don't know why. I wish I would have. Believe yeah, me. Yeah. What a great platform. Here, let's, uh, let's go to the MLB chat right now. What do you want? Now, wait a second, which game do you want? Do you have an ESPN Slack? Some, no, no, but yeah. besides stats and info, is there like an ESPN full Slack yes. deal? Yeah, you can yeah. get other There's stuff other than the stats and info. Channels. But I do it just for the stats How do stats I get this? How do I, I know about things. this? I mean, you got to get... You got to get accepted in there. Oh, really? Yeah, Can I tell you guys accepted. that I used my ESPN email the other day for the very first time? You did wow. to get something, to get something, something? free? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, I used it. I used no, not yeah. for free per se. Yeah, yeah. but mm. I'm per so, se. Right, not per se. Yeah, kind so, of. So, kind of. So mm. this weekend, I'm going up to visit my daughter for for Dad's weekend at Boise State, and Boise State is playing San Jose State. Right now, I don't really have any interest in this game, mm-hmm. and I refuse—I mean, refuse—to buy a ticket to a game that oh, I'm not geez. going to and I don't care about. Oh, right? Geez. And so my daughter's like, "Well, Dad, you think like we could go on the field before the game?" And I'm like, oh, "Yeah, of course, right on." <laughs> so then, what I did is I was like, "You know what? I think I'll use my ESPN email for this one." And I sent an email to the PR director, the sports information director at Boise State, saying, "Hey, I'm coming to the house. Need to check it out. Can you leave a couple of credentials? Like maybe you have a portal. I can you know fill out the credential request. Yeah. It's like no, you're good. Tell me who's coming. So right. I did. Right. And the ESPN email for the first time worked. First time I've ever used it. That's the only time you're gonna use it is for those type of requests. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. If if I could learn how to get my ESPN email on my phone, I'd use it every Just day. Just use download the Microsoft. I uh, have it. Outlook. I can't yeah. figure it out. Cappy, oh I got you. I love this conversation every three weeks. You know, yeah. Cappy, really yeah. yeah. you know, though, if you and have no it. Who, who has a better, who has a better chance hard. of getting that sorted out? Yeah. You or or the Rams winning a playoff game this wow. year? Wow. Oh. Yet again. Oh. Yet again, bring it home. Yeah. Bring it on back. Masterclass, Jack. Yeah. Bring it on back. Oh, wait, that's your Yeah. Did you like not me not being here for the last 15 minutes? You get a lot of sports. But you want sports. Do you, you want to see, like, for example, what the Slack is doing with this Brewers yeah, Diamondbacks let me hear. game? Let me hear what's happening. So, for example, the home run we just saw, yeah. uh, Corbin Carroll. It says, at 23 years and 43 days old, Corbin Carroll is the youngest Diamondbacks player ever to hit a home run in a playoff game. The next one is from another kid who's in there doing the, the stuff for stats and info. The last team to hit back-to-back homers in the postseason against the Brewers were the Phillies back in 2008. The Phillies went on to win the World Series that season. So you know they're what? giving you all these little nuggets yeah. throughout the entire game. What you do know you think what? he's going to be able to you know, do you're, that? You're right. But I'm that's done. what I said. You're he's right. not going to be able I'm to digest out. any of no, it. He's I'm not going to care. I'm out. Because what's going to happen is my Slack app on my phone is going to have constant notifications. No, it's not. You know what? I don't have any notifications. Oh, I just go in the Slack. Yeah. 
Are you in this Slack? I don't. I go in there maybe once in a while. Really? Like before I write stuff for like Rams, I, yeah. I'll go in there. I want or this Cappy, Slack. You could just follow Stats and Info on Twitter. You could do that too. Exact. Oh, you know, or the NFL capsules yeah. that come out every week from the NFL. You can read those. Because yeah. here's yeah. the la- la- latest tweet from Stats and Info: At 23 years and 43 days old, Corbin Carroll. The youngest <laughs> well, I just told, yeah, exactly. I love Corbin Burnson in my way of all though. You did. Hey, you how about this one, Cappy? Yeah. Royce Lewis, the third player all time to homer in each of his first two yeah. career postseasons, joined Evan Longoria and Gary Gaetti. So Cappy. Boom. Bam! Nice. I mean, Gary Gaetti, that's the last time the Cowboys won a freaking oh! Super Bowl. So it was wow. like, I know, loved him when he was play. an angel, too. Yeah. Um, and Evan Longoria. Do you think the Cowboys are a real Super Bowl team? Yeah, absolutely. Why? Because- what? What do you mean, what? Why? What makes them like, a real contender to you? The defense? Um, I thought when the Cowboys signed Dak Prescott coming off of a really bad ankle injury, yeah. I thought that was a bad idea. Right. I think that they were smarter than I was. Right. Do now, you th- but you don't have them above the Niners. No, no. But 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 a contender for sure. Okay. Because look, you watched this game at all last night between the Giants and the Seahawks. Oh my God. What a disaster. The Giants are an abomination. Okay. <laughs> to pay Daniel Jones $40 million $46 a year. Million. Okay. And you didn't want to pay Saquon Barkley. Granted, he's hurt. But he is by far your best player. He's the reason Daniel Jones looked good last year. He 59 catches out of the backfield. Uh, 25% of the receptions were the running back. That's why Daniel Jones looked good last year. Now that is called passion. Okay? Passion and energy. Right. That is passion. That's the great JT the Brick once this said. Guy, this guy could care less about the New York Giants, but that's how passionate he is that about how bad Daniel Jones Oh my God, he stinks. He's horrible. And he but, tweeted that too. But, but and wanna, he looks like a Muppet. But you want to know something? Here's the deal. <laughs> These NFL teams, here's what they do. They draft a guy. They play him for a few years. Now he's up for like a big money contract. And rather than start over and put your money into other places, they feel like they're held hostage. Like, well, he made it to the playoffs last year. Well, he won a playoff game on the road last year. So what? Now what? He's Move $46 million. On. They don't have the guts. You know they're why? They're gutless. Because they're gutless. Because they're gutless. Speaking of gutless, the Raiders were gutless last week. JT the Brick needs to answer for the sins of Mark Davis next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Five o'clock in the Southland. Live Imaging Tuesday. Is this Ashley Simpson? Really? It's lit. It's her breath. I told you in your ear. This doesn't sound like Ashley Simpson, though. I remember the Ashley Simpson pieces of me. Was this it? Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah, it is. It's her. Happy 39th birthday, Ashley Simpson. Yeah, what year is this? Was this song? This was the years where we were working with JT. The I was Brick. just gonna say you were sitting there on the board with uh, you know across from Tom Looney and JT the Brick. I used to have to do that after a full day. I was in a suit I most know. of those days. Yeah, and a and a vial of good stuff in my pocket. You know what I'm saying, Jack? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, I would rather listen to this song on repeat. 
than have to watch another stinking Raiders game. Three weeks in a row I take the Raiders because of the passion and energy of JT the Brick. For what? For what? For what? You know what it is? You know what JT's feeling like? Down with the sickness right now because of uh, because of the Raiders this week, this past week. JT, what do you say about these gutless Raiders? Why are they so gutless? We are ready for the greatest turnaround since the Titanic saw the iceberg and shifted and missed it. Missed it. We are ready. Raider Nation in L.A., good to be back. The great news is it's Jordan Love and the Packers, it's Mac Jones and the Patriots, and it's on the road to Chicago to play the Bears. This is my last swing. I'm fighting off the Dragons in Game of Thrones. I'm Mel Gibson in Braveheart. This is my last stand on ESPN 17. I need the Raider Nation to get behind me. Actually, Morales said that if they lose this week to the Packers, he, 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 was gonna cancel he, he, he may boot you off the no, island. What I said was, last week you squirmed, JT. You didn't want to admit that we, there was a problem. You said, guys, guys, I'm not here to be a punching back. So I was just saying, if you squirmed again, but you didn't squirm. You spun yeah, us back. I and think- by the way, you've sucked <laughs> me back in. I'm going to take the Raiders again. Well, listen, I think if the Raiders don't win, I am going to be your WNBA correspondent in Vegas. There you go. Las Vegas Aces. I'm going to be the Aces correspondent, which Mark Davis owns that team, too, going for back-to-back. So we'll see what happens. But, look, I'm not in super shock. I'm just still shocked that Jimmy Garoppolo didn't clear concussion protocol. But I should have known better because that's the league that we're in now. You get a concussion, you're out for the week. No debate. Jimmy G playing in that game, I think the Raiders win that game pretty easily. Jimmy G not there. Aiden O'Connell sacked six times by Khalil Mack. Two fumbles and an interception that I haven't gotten over yet on first down when Josh Jacobs should have got the ball on the three-yard line and just pounded it in to tie the game. Right, so that that leads me to Josh McDaniels. Have you seen the videos of the Raider fans? I'm talking about the guy in the tank top with the Raider tattoo on his shoulder just giving Mark Davis the business in the stands at SoFi. Have you seen these videos? Yeah, I've seen a lot of the viral stuff that's out there. I mean, JT, what is Josh McDaniels doing with a rookie quarterback who's a fourth-round pick making his first start down by a touchdown with two minutes and 40 seconds to go and first and goal on the three, why is he throwing the ball? Well, I don't think he really should have thrown the ball. I think the look was going to be Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers, the best two players on the Raiders' offense, better than Josh Jacobs, by the way, so far this year, running a pick play where one of them would have been wide open. The problem with young Aiden O'Connell with the mustache out of Purdue is he threw the ball too early. Jacoby Myers didn't even turn around. He had his back to the ball. You want to talk about – that wasn't even a contested – Interception. If he was seeing that, he might have been able to break it up. But it was a bad throw. The kid should have sailed it out of the end zone. And that's how you practice it. You roll right. They had a roll. Remember, on that play, they had to get away from Khalil Mack, who was eating their lunch all day. So they moved the pocket. And, again, I don't agree with the call. I was on with you guys a couple of weeks ago. I didn't agree with the call with the field goal when they were down eight to cut it to five. And this one, I would have handed it off to Josh Jacobs because I thought the offensive line was finally opening up some holes. And Josh Jacobs, if you run him on first and second down, you still have third and fourth down to go to Devontae Adams. Yeah, and we just played some audio from Josh Jacobs after the game. I mean, last week it was Devontae Adams. I read an article where I guess Devontae Adams spoke to Michael Jordan, and Michael Jordan told him, if you want change in your organization, blab about it publicly. And that's why Devontae Adams is saying the stuff he's saying. And now Josh Jacobs is saying it. I mean, it looks like this, this team does not believe in this coach. What do you think? 
Yeah, I'm not going to go there. I think they do. The practices are hard. They're trying to compete. You know, the leaders on this team, it's all right to be in front of your locker and to be frustrated. Devontae Adams walked it back and said, you know, it's the frustration level. He wasn't talking about the coach or the GM and all that. When you're 1-3, and three, you're frustrated. I mean, you guys last night saw – uh, Brian Dable go in front of the podium and get eviscerated. The good news for Vegas is that we're in Vegas. We're not in New York. We're not in Chicago. We're not in L.A. And the media doesn't bite down as hard here. But Raiders got off to a 1-0 and start, and they really had an opportunity just to get to 2-2. That was the goal. But then we saw Brandon Staley, who should have lost the game in Minnesota when he went for it on fourth down. And there he goes again, wanting a charger again late in the game with one of the best punters. All he's got to do is punt it down downfield. I doubt the Raiders would have went the length of the field with any amount of time left and probably won, but Staley goes for it on fourth down, gets the Raider fans energized again. They get down to the goal line and they shoot themselves in the foot. It's really unfortunate because I'm not even saying they would have won the game, but they would have easily tied the game, and with Justin Herbert's hand hurt, I think that would have given the Raiders a puncher's chance in overtime. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about Aiden O'Connell, and you're talking about the mistake that the kid makes down at the goal line, but give the kid credit, because the previous play on 4th and 10, he throws a dart, and he also was smart enough to know Devontae Adams is the guy i got to connect with, and he just kept going back to him and back to him. They should have run the ball at the goal line. As far as I'm concerned, that's on the coach. Yeah, Cap, and there's two things they could have done or should have done. Run the ball or go exclusively to Devontae. It's the closest thing to basketball and Michael Jordan and LeBron James. If you're going to go down, go down with your best player. And that didn't happen against Pittsburgh on Sunday night. And it didn't happen in this game where Devontae had a very good game. Go down with the guy that if he drops the ball, if he can't come down with it, you can live with it. You can go in the locker room and say, you know, we went to Josh Jacobs. We went to Devontae. This Jacoby Myers player is good. But look, I've been critical of Aiden O'Connell because I think the kid has got some really good upside and a high ceiling. But you can't go into a game. I don't care if it's your first ever game, you're a backup. You can't be sacked six times by one guy. You've got to get the clock in your head moving faster. The ball's got to come out faster. And you can't fumble it twice. The fumbles were critical. And then there was horrible officiating. Hor- gutless officiating. On a crackback block, did Jacoby Myers? No. And then on a play where Jacoby Myers was covered three-on-one, offensive pass interference, but the last play of the game, when Her- Herbert threw that rope, there was offensive pass interference, and those scoundrels, those referees, called it against the Raiders, which is typical going back to the Maverick Al Davis, going against the Raiders with the referees. I mean, he's right. He is right. Do you think that the the refs had it in for them? Like this is a thing that Al Davis is talking about for forty years. I'm not th- like you think that's still a thing in 2023. I think no it could debate. be. Oh come refs, on! I think it could be. Let me hear about game, this. No the debate. Didn't lose the game because of the refs. I'm just saying they didn't call the game both ways. That call they was didn't. wrong. It's a JT's fact. right. If you go back and look at the game. If you watch the game, Charger fans will tell you that the Raiders got picked off on two costly penalties that were where there shouldn't have been a flag, or if there was, they should have called it the same. way for the Chargers. All right, Brick. Um, I want to go back to the Raider Nation. So here are these guys giving it to Mark Davis in the stands. couple of questions. Why is Mark Davis so easily accessible? And why is no security moving these people away? And what do you think about all these Raider fans who want their coach fired? Look, Raider fans are going to have a voice 
when they're frustrated. I deal with that every day on the front lines of the Raider Nation. They come at me. They come at anybody when they're not winning, and they haven't won for a while. So Raider Nation is highly frustrated. Mark Davis is exceptional at having the access to talk to fans. Look, a fan, if someone's going to chirp outside a luxury box and yell at him, and Mark's going to look straight at the game there. Mark understands that Raider fans are highly frustrated with the win-loss record, but any Raider fan that knows Mark Davis can find him in Vegas any day, any restaurant, and Mark is really good and comfortable talking to the fans of this team. It's frustrating. You know, guys, look, we've been around sports, all of us combined, a long time. Nothing's better than winning, and when you're losing, that's awful, but when you're losing when you can fix it and you're making mental mistakes – like lining up offsides when Max Crosby gets a strip sack that would have put points on the board for the Raiders and they pull it off, and making mistakes or dropping interceptions, I think that's why Raider fans are so frustrated. They want to win. They see a road to winning, and they're not seeing it right now. And that's why the pressure is on the organization to win. I I normally will take it one day at a time, one game. Hey, we we got to win a game. That's what coaches say. If I'm on Friday Night Lights, I'm standing up in the studio. I'm going like this. Hey, forget about all you guys. Look, get off your phones. Forget about winning three in a row on this schedule. We need one win. I'm going the opposite way. Forget about one win. We need three in a row in the Raider Nation to right the ship. JT, the Raiders, if they don't right the ship over the next three weeks, are going to be toast. Let's be honest with you. But you know what's not going to be toast and what's churning uh, people in Vegas through the turnstiles is the sphere. Cappy yeah. and I were talking about the sphere yeah. yesterday, and we got to figure out how to get out there to see you and you too at some point over the next couple months. Yeah, I'm going a week from this upcoming Wednesday, and the reviews are unbelievable. There are celebrities going, rock fans from all over the world, and they're going in there. And as I said, it's so immersive and insane that if you go in there and see it, unfortunately, you will not want to see a concert anywhere else. You'll mm-hmm. go to the next concert into some arena and you'll go, what is this? I just came from the sphere. So it kind of opened up without a hitch. It's a lot of technology. Everyone was crossing their fingers. They pulled it off. You too loves it. So we got the sphere that just opened up. We have F1 which is bigger than the sphere and bigger than the Super Bowl. And then we have the Super Bowl, where I don't want to hear any of this. I'm too cool to be at the Super Bowl. I will put Scott Kaplan on a stage in the Mandalay Bay Convention Center starting on a lit Tuesday, and he will run to the masses at the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, George, I don't want to hear any of this nonsense this year about not wanting to go to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl's in Vegas for the oh, first time. Oh, you want to go? We're you going. want to be on Radio Row? We're going. We're going. I don't care if we're on Radio Row. We need to enjoy no, If we do Super radio Bowl, I want a suite in, in somewhere Vegas. to listen, do the show. Like, pe- bring people to us. So, listen, JT, you know the F1? Dude, and by the way, I think that's a good idea. F1, Ooh. I got a buddy of mine who rented out a floor at the Cosmo and, and has rooms for everybody and then says when the race goes off, I think it's 10 o'clock on Saturday yeah. night. He's like, we're, we're going to have the perfect spot to watch the race the entire time. I can't wait for F1 in Vegas. Yeah, that's the problem, Cap. It won't be the perfect view because what they're doing is they're putting up giant bleachers to block the view of the Cosmo and other venues, so oh, it might well, not be the perfect my whole, it's a, Well, wait a it's second. A high, you just screwed up my whole thing, high, bro. It's a high-priced ticket. It's year one of a 10-year deal. It's like going to U2. Do you want to go opening night or do yeah. you want to go night 5 to 10? Whatever you decide to go, but F1 is a monster. Supposedly, the Super Bowl is going to bring in $800 million in revenue to Las Vegas. F1, $1.2 billion. Damn. So this is a big one, and if you've seen the track and if you Google it, 
it's pretty amazing on how it's going to look here. So we got a lot of excitement here, guys. But my life, my livelihood is tied to the Raider Nation, and we need a turnaround. So I need all of the Raider Nation in L.A. to get behind this. If you can't beat Jordan Love and Mac Jones and Justin Fields, then, then there's a problem, and it's going to be tougher conversations coming down the road. But to get to two and three by winning on Monday night football at home, where's that live imaging of Monday night football? Where's the, Mon- where's the Monday night football live imaging? You knew I was coming well, on. JT, Monday night football, baby. I want to be a Raiders fan because that represents me, the silver and black, the black hole. I want a reason to buy a Jay Schrader jersey and stand with you. Jay Schrader. <laughs> really? Why a Jay Schrader jersey? It just popped in my That's head. That's the first thing, not a Jim Plunkett? No, I want I to stand with you. For you. I got a Marinovich jersey for you. Hugging you each other. Jersey. Drinking a Modelo <laughs> yeah. inside the Roomba. No, a Marinovich jersey is perfect for you, Chris. Right? Yes. A Todd Marinovich Raider jersey is what you should be wearing. But I'm going to pick him one more time, Brick, because of your passion and energy. I pick him to beat the Packers. Well, when but, I win best segment at the Mandy's, <laughs> it will have a lot to do with the next three games, because if not... I'll keep picking up the phone, man, but y'all know me. I'm loyal, I'm a battler, and I don't give up. Raider Nation, unite! JT the Brick, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Bye, Brick. Bye, Brick. There you go. That's passion and energy and afternoon drive. It is. It is. And George tried to, like, you know, put salt on his wounds. Well, you know they're dead, right? You know that their season's over, right? And he's like, what? What? Are you out of your mind? They are going to be dead. What? Very soon. I don't want to hear about not showing up at the Super Bowl, Sedano. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Just think of it as like being at the Summer League. It's Vegas. When you think commitment to excellence, you think me. I should be a Raiders fan. I mean, I guess. Yeah. What do you mean you guess? You should be a Raiders fan. Yeah. You should be. Except you get things done. Yeah, but I mean, they should do it. Football team. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. It's this weird whimper. <laughs> I'll give you a whimper. No, right like, in the right ear. Even in your right ear, I'll whimper in there. Raiders. You know what? I'm so done with you. You're so gutless. I'm so done with you. You are so gutless. Carrying you on Seriously, Tuerses is gutless. so exhausting. It must be. Must be. Especially after carrying Mason in Ireland first. I don't care. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Damn, Cap. Usually I'm the one that says stuff like oh, that. They I mean, were great today. By oh, the way, John is on a great run. Well, he, you know why? Because of the sleep gummies. Yeah. yeah pro- that honestly, probably. Yeah. yeah. That you gave him. All right. All right. Coming up next, award-winning radio Tinder. Don't do it. Oh, you got nothing. You got no throw. <laughs> this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On a live imaging Tuesday on Sedano and Cap Radio Tinder Time, we like to play a TV theme on this day in 1960. The Andy Griffith Show premiered on CBS 
God, I hated that show. With Opie. Oh. Just, what do you mean you hated it? It just really annoys me when it comes you, And it plays everywhere. You didn't like Aunt B? She was a bad lady, Aunt B. I you mean, so why did you choose evil. it then if you hate it? Well, because it's a big show. I mean, Andy Griffith was a huge star. You know, a lot of little boys found Aunt B to be hot. Sorry. She was a big part of a lot of young men's <laughs> can't work with you development. <laughs> really? Are you one of them? I wasn't, but other guys were. Admit it. Mm. Did you think MP was hot, Cappy? No, I was swipe more into left, Granny right. on the uh, on oh, the geez. Beverly Hillbillies. Really? <laughs> and June Cleaver? Well, June Cleaver, that was She right. was hot. Yeah. You can follow her. Well, Lindsay Baseball, that is, not June Cleaver. <laughs> At Lindsay Baseball on Twitter or Instagram. Don't forget about our sponsor. Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right. Always swipe right. Yeah. On Tequila Mandala, founded in the city of Downey, just like me. Oh, really? Take it away, producer. Thanks, Christopher. <laughs> so while COVID may have impacted the 2020 Japan Olympics, a different kind of outbreak Shuts is out. looming ahead of the 2024 Paris Olympics, and that is bedbugs. Mm. They got bed, bed bugs? bugs in Paris? Yes. These, no. These small blood-sucking insects have been spotted all over the French capital, on the metro, in hotels, in movie theaters, and even at the airport. As of Tuesday, all levels of city government have started working together to develop a plan to stop the infestation. On social media, the city's mayor showed a melting smiley face alongside the caption, No one is safe. And apparently he's serious. Would you still travel to a city that is experiencing a bed bug outbreak? Swipe left or swipe right, George? Uh, swipe right. I'm going to be there, but I mean, we're Airbnb, so there's that. Right. But what but, if they're everywhere? But is it an outbreak throughout uh, every mattress in, we're, in the we're, country? We're not. We're right. There's that. I mean, it's the whole city is having a huge. Well, outbreak. but we're staying outside of Paris. Oh, he's outside, Petty. We're going. We're training it in. Oh, I'm sure by then it will spread even further. Well, don't be negative. It's a year away. <laughs> yeah. You know? Goodness, well, girl. You're talking about it as if it's like, like this the, huge. Where's thing. the Olympics music? Dun, dun. You know, I like it. Puts a smile on my face. God, I'm so envious of the fact that you're already organized with the trip. You got the flights booked. Yeah, me too. You got the I'm Airbnb. You got the the. The uh, train, really? You're going also? You're working yeah. the Olympics? Um, no, I'm going to take my daughter to the Olympics. Oh, really? We're going to go, uh, we're not going to go to Paris. We're going to go watch the uh, soccer. In, Who's going to fill in for Sedano for a month? Well, not me. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we decided we're going to go to and France for the Olympics. Kathy, we could do Olympic shows every day. Like, oh, I'll wear huge. the leotard? Yeah. Wow. We can stretch each other out before the show? You That's know the Winter it. Olympics. A leotard? Yeah. No, this is both Olympics. Oh, both? Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. They only got one Olympic soundtrack, man. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have the headphones. I don't no, I'm talking about the music. No, I'm talking about the, oh. the leotard. This guy is going to be in the Winter Olympics in the oh. leotard. Well, you they don't need wear headphones, bro. Let me go get you some. There is also the... Come on, bro. Get some headphones. There's a pair right there. So that's the beginning of this. Okay. It's all one score. But yeah. we have this part, which is because I, I, I like that. the. Oh my God! Wow! Wait until you see that on YouTube. I want to jump on a pole vault right now. No, it's going to get taken down. No, it's 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 about five seconds to go on YouTube. Here it is right now on YouTube. Here it is on YouTube. Oh my God! Look at that four-way stretch. Oh my God! What was that gesture? Give him a glimpse. Is he? Well, oh, no, it's the That's horn. He's an island by. That's impressive. Yeah, we could do island boy talk That's while they're impressive. at the Olympics. Island by. Better, you got good headphones, too. Okay. Laura hooked you up. Thank oh, you, Laura. Man. Will you check Wait, in from Paris as a stringer from the Olympics? Sure. Although it'll be like 3 a.m. when we're on. Mm-hmm.
Yeah, it'll be late. God, I'm just so envious of the fact that you've got this all built already for next year. Yeah. It's planning. It's not that I know, hard. I, I have a hard time with it, though. You put vacation time down. I know. It's I don't, not that I'm hard. very bad at this. Yeah. It's, the dates don't change. It's July. My Why daughter, don't you go too, Cappy? My, well, my daughter graduates high school at the end of May, mm-hmm. and her like thing is she wants to go to Amsterdam. Right. It's my daughter. Yeah. I mean, come on, right? I'm just going to promise you this, Cappy. Yeah. If you go away the same month that Sedano's gone, yeah. and you're not doing the show- Yeah. You won't have a show to come back to. That's okay. Well, that, George ah! will. No, but that's when my contract is up. Contract is long enough. Right, no, that's when no, my contract right. is up. My contract is up right then. So I said, oh, really? my, yeah, I said to my daughter, you take I go, your time and then you renegotiate I, for yeah. later. I said yeah. to my daughter, no, I go, we'll, we'll figure it out. And when's it up? July thirty first. I think it's no. I think it's June thirtieth. I think. Oh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, so like I, June oh, that's 5th. not a bit for real. Oh yeah, it's oh, yeah. for real. Oh, oh it's, I know it's next often. Oh yeah, it's happening. Oh, I'll be in here yeah. more often. Let's yeah. Go check. yeah, it's happening, Jack. <laughs> hey, yeah, it's winding down. Sorry, daughter. I'm, I'm just waiting out the traffic right now, right. but I think I'll stay till seven. <laughs> right. I'm in. I'm in one of those. I'm in that like gray area where you're like either give me a contract extension or fire me now so that you can pay me for the next nine months. Like I'm in that gray area right now. You know what I mean? Otherwise, I work wow. till the last day of the contract and then they go get out, idiot. That's probably what's going to happen. Speaking of which, I got a funny story about Cappy. Sin on one cheek all day, but we'll get to that. After producer Lindsay continues, Radio Tinder already in progress. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Christopher. So as the MLB regular season came to a close, the way the Texas Rangers celebrated their postseason fate became a hot topic of discussion on social media. MLB.com's Rangers beat reporter Brian McTaggart tweeted on Sunday, quote, The Rangers partied last night while the Astros had a champagne toast and quickly turned their attention to Sunday and one more win. Houston's been there, done that mentality paid off, it seems. Well, Rangers GM Chris Young was not a fan of those comments and came to the defense of his club's players during an appearance on 105.3 The Fan yesterday. Here's what he said. I find it ridiculous that that's even a subject, honestly. Uh, This is the most professional, responsible group of players that I've ever been around. We had a very subdued uh, champagne popping. Uh, but beyond that, there was there was no partying. There was nothing outlandish. Um, th- these guys had earned the right to pop those champagne bottles, and that was the extent of our celebration. It had no impact whatsoever on Sunday's game, and it's really it's it's um, it's pretty poor journalism to to even suggest that. Honestly, I, I'm very disappointed in uh, the lack of professionalism of the Houston journalists for putting that out there. It's it's classless and it's not appropriate, and it's completely fabricated. It's wrong. Do you wow. think that uh, he should have gone after the journalist this way? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy? Well, if the report was inaccurate, go ahead, sorry. That's all right, go ahead. No, I mean, if the report was inaccurate, then it's inaccurate. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I, I don't know the answer to the question in that regard, right? It's a basically one person's word against the others, or is there are there other people... Like well, proclaiming what he just proclaimed. Well, let's let's say it is inaccurate. Do you think? I mean, he kind of took well, personal it, shots at him for calling him classless. And- well, I mean, if you report something that's inaccurate, I mean, maybe he went a little too far, but he clearly was upset. But if you report something inaccurate, you're going to have to get some heat for it. Well, who's the who's the person that wrote it? Do we know? Because yeah. usually, a lot of times, you say the name, and then one I, of us goes, "He's re- he or she is legit or not legit." Uh, he's too legit to quit. He's an MLB.com reporter. Yeah, he's usually they're he's very right. team so, friendly. So if that's the case, why would he? Why would he lie? He, he he gave his observation. Hey, the Astros have been there and done that. They had a very subdued celebration. The Rangers haven't been there and done that. This is a new manager. There's a lot of new players. This is their first taste of the postseason under this administration. They got after it a little bit. 
I, I don't like, and by the way, Chris Young is an angel of a guy. You guys know who he is at yeah. all? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This guy was like a six foot, 10 inch pitcher in Major League Baseball. And he, I want to say he went to Princeton. Yep. And he probably most famous moment in his career, he pitched a ball and Albert Pujols hit about a 300 mile exit velocity ball and he smacked him right off the face, blasted his face. Now he's the GM of this team. This This constant notion of trying to discredit the journalists. It's becoming. Oh no, I agree with that, but I just am curious as to what 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 the facts actually are. Yes, but if question. a legit well, guy added he to it, so he tweeted uh, a couple hours ago. A post of mine on Sunday has become a story of its own. I should clarify, I was not in the clubhouse. I should not have indirectly suggested their celebration okay. impacted their performance. Okay, now there that now that so you that's go. a good admission. And well, now that's also he works for the team, and I feel like somebody in within the organization probably made wait, him. He works for the team. Yeah, he, he's an MLB.com beat reporter. Well, he, well, he doesn't the, work for the team. He works for MLB.com. Yeah, he covers the he team. He covers the team for MLB.com. He works for the league. It's his twentieth year covering the Astros. Yeah. I just think it sounded like he was kind of giving his opinion, like, "Oh, Houston was like, oh, we've been there, done that. We're yeah. not well, celebrating." That's what he did. They he came did. off a little right. bit fanboyish. Yeah. He did. He he did give his opinion. And it pissed off Chris Young, who's like, hey, you know what? That's a lousy piece of journalism, which, by the way, the guy winds up admitting. Yeah. I mean, and and he calls him classless, which, frankly, if you weren't there and you didn't observe it and you're putting something out that you're not really sure how it might, you know, how it might be received. Maybe it was kind of classless or shall I even suggest Gutless. I, gutless. So this perhaps. was on 1053 the fan, and I just want to ask. I wanted you guys to do the serious stuff. Offenberg. Was it on yeah. Babe Loffenberg's oh, show? For sure, Babe Loffenberg. Was not on, he doesn't he, have a show. I he was doing the Frisco I, Chevrolet yeah. deal uh, right <laughs> after. Guys, it's Babe Loffenberg, 1053 the fan. Come on. I think Chris Young's appearance was sponsored by Chris Young Chevrolet. Really? By Babe Loffenberger Chevrolet? Yes. <laughs> Babe Loffenberger. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he just kind of went after him in a way where he could have answered it a little bit more cordially. That's all. Like you said, discrediting the old journalist thing. I don't know. I don't like that whole I'm trying to discredit you thing. It's become very annoying, but I love Chris Young. So I got torn. Well, no, I'm not really torn. I'm on Chris Young's side. He's my guy. All right. All right. Well, guess what, Cappy? Mm. Nude pickleball is officially a thing. Oh, really? Yes. One of the quirkier aspects of pickleball is that playing the sport in the nude is now very common and ever more popular version of the sport. Beto actually sent me yeah. this. Uh, this, this <laughs> Where is it popular? Instagram. Well, listen. So Let's there's several play. clothing optional resorts that have pickleball courts and some nude pickleball fans are even asking when a national nude pickleball day will be announced. People say that the benefits of nude pickleball include the feeling of liberation and enjoyment while playing naked, more comfortable to play while nude with no sweaty or sticky clothing to hamper your movement, improved body image and self-esteem, increased confidence and self-acceptance, among other things. Florida is the center of nude pickleball. Of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if my dad's playing right, nude pickleball. Right. You should ask him. Why I mean, don't you text him right now? I mean, call I him right now. Because you know what? At this stage no, of the game, him. when you're in your 70s, yeah. things are yeah. a little different. You know what I mean? Ask them. Like, gravity takes control of things? Yeah. And I don't know, man. That sounds a little uncomfortable. They said that Orlando and Tampa Bay have resorts (laughs) and clubs that offer the opportunity to play in the nude. You should totally ask them, Cappy. Yeah, I will. So would you ever consider playing pickleball in the nude? I'm going to swipe left and say no. And the reason is is because I do believe... Now, hold on. He wants to watch it, not play it. No, not even that. Because it doesn't sound sexy. Yeah, it does. Right? Like a bunch of like... It doesn't sound sexy or classy. Right. Naked ladies playing pickleball. Bounce, bounce, bounce. That doesn't sound hot. Now, as a guy, that just sounds uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like if you gave me a jock strap at the minimum, you know, just a little support, you know, it just sounds painful to me. And doesn't sound sexy in the slightest bit. I'm so glad I sent you that story. Beto, what do you think? Um, It's Florida. It's expected. 
Uh, and it's hot in Florida. So, it's hot. You so, just let, you know the humidity gets you. You know you don't have to worry about shrinkage because you're not in the pool. Right. You're, you're all right. You're yeah. all right. Let but, me go. But you do have to worry about like getting um, hit with a ball. Ah, no, nah, pickleball, no tan lines. Yeah. You're good. Well, I have a question though. So it says Bunch of old if, ladies in Florida. Yeah, Orlando <laughs> and Tampa Bay is the center of it. So is it all these old retirees that are playing nude pickleball? No, nah, because they're all like cappy where they like get a bunch of like plastic surgery or they're on HGH or something. So they're okay. looking pretty good in their sixties. I don't know, dude. My parents live in a complex called Boca del Vista Phase Four. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now that it's it's if if my dad's pickleball friends, guys and girls, were all out there butt naked playing. I'd be like turning my head like I can't. Yeah, but if you're in your 60s or 70s, you might be like, hey. Yeah, right. I bet your dad enjoys it. Hey, your dad's in good shape too. I met him. Yeah, he's he's in really good shape. Yeah. And, and the ladies, what happens is, especially these ladies that are older and they live by themselves in these retirement homes. Oh, bro, they're it's a it's it's a oh. weird subculture. I'll just oh, put it that no, way. Oh, there's a, the subculture. Yeah, no, the oh, STD yeah. rates are huge in oh, those yeah. communities. Yes, they, get they, down are. Dirty. they are. They get down. They get down. They get down. Like, not, hey, I'm old. Not sexy. Not classy. It. No. Dirty. Sucio. Yes, sucio. It's me, sucio. See. See. My sister and her husband were telling me how they were uh, driving around with his parents last weekend, and they got, like, they his grandpa called on speakerphone and was, like, complaining about how he got an STD at the at the retirement home. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God. Wow. Riding wow. the tractor. Grandpa was getting it in, yeah, okay? That's, like, grandpa a huge problem. That's the line from Seinfeld, how the girl oh, caught an STD. Oh, I caught it riding the tractor. Oh, I thought it was, like, a John Deere spot yeah. or something. <laughs> No. But how did it get in? Like, it had to get in somewhere. Yeah. Well, they're all sleeping around. Yeah, you know? they yeah but that doesn't really mean STDs. That just meant it had to enter somewhere into the ecosystem. There you go. Right? Right. Somebody brought it in. Somebody came in. Just like those maybe, people. Maybe, maybe they've been sleeping around their whole lives. Cochinos. Yuck. Ooh, cochinos. See? <laughs> That's it Can't for radio dinner. <laughs> Each and every day at 5.30 adjacent. We were in the deep end again. Yeah. You didn't yeah. give us anything. Let's I go. mean, it just I was kind of letting you guys kind of roll. You I'll, know? I'll leave. Oh, yeah. no, wait. No, Where we are you going? Beer. Where are you going? Uh, it's uh, brought to you by our friends at Tequila Mandala, though. Always yeah. swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com, and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. Uh, Cappy. Yo, Deion Sanders and Lincoln Riley are in a sentence together when it comes to Peter King's article this week. Oh, really? Coach oh, Prime. Oh, yeah. Peter King delving into the college world and putting those two, linking them together. We'll tell you why next. Little extra to love. Ten minutes in front of six o'clock on a live imaging Tuesday on Sedano and Cap. Better Duran, the Cisco kids here. On this day in 1992, singer uh, Sinead O'Connor uh, stirred up controversy when she ripped a picture of the Pope. I remember that. On Saturday Night Live. I remember that as a kid. Yeah. It was a big deal. It was a big deal. Don't mess with the Pope. By yeah. the way, R.I.P. Sinead O'Connor. We lost her a few months ago, I believe. Yeah. This is a great song, though. It is. Makes you think about things you haven't done yet that are going to make you sad. <laughs> like really? you, Cappy. Yeah? Makes you feel bad for things you haven't even, bad things you haven't done yet. No, I'm going to do them, though. Because, you know, we just got through Yom Kippur. You atoned. So I atoned for the previous year, and now I'm in the first few weeks of the next year. So I'm good. I got plenty. In the bank. You know what I'm saying? Oh, You do? Yeah. I got a lot of room in the bank. I can make a lot of deposits hmm. doing bad things. Look at you go. Nothing. This reminds me of like the old days when Kiss FM was playing this into like Janet Jackson into all kinds of stuff. Nothing yeah. compares. You like this song? Nothing it's a great jam. Yeah. Makes you happy. It's uplifting. 
Nothing compares to Shinana. It, it was the number one song in America for a really oh, long, long time. time. Yeah, what year was it? 92. Well, that's when she ripped up the picture of the Pope. That was mm-hmm. shortly after, yeah. 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 She had the shaved head? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Hebrew brothers, we just were like, what What happened? Why? Oh, they just did what? Oh. Well, no, the Pope, <laughs> outside of being a religious figure, he's also a political figure in the Vatican, so mm-hmm. you really couldn't do it on either spectrum. Yeah, you couldn't do it, huh? Yeah. Not, not back then. Now people are a little bit more, they'd probably be more supportive. Oh, really? Back then. Oh, but this Pope's a nice Pope, this guy. Well, this was this was a Pope in 92, different yeah. Pope. But John this, Paul. Paul, the, the second. That oh, was the, the second, second, yeah. That yeah. was the second guy. Yeah. Well, who's the current Pope? The fourth. I, 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 I don't believe know. believe the fourth. Yeah, I don't know. Well, then, what do you mean the fourth? Well, it's always Pope John Paul. No, I, I don't believe so. Oh, no? It? No. I thought so. It's Pope no. Francis right now. Oh, Pope, Pope Francis. Francis. That's what I said. It's always Pope Francis. Francis. Right. Yeah. Pope Francis the third. the same name. Juan Pablo II was the... Right. My parents just gave me this cross, too, for my birthday. I should take it you off now take after that off mistake. Put on a Star David. Yeah. I told them I'm going to. I'm going to represent it all. You're going to do it, huh? Yeah. So is it this Pope Francis, how long he's been the Pope? He's been the Pope for a while. Is yeah. this, this the guy from like 10 years ago? Pope Francis is what uh, I said. We can look it up is here. Is it 10 years? He's been the Pope Very liberal Pope so far. He is actually very liberal This is liberal a guy pope. who's like this sweetheart of a guy. He goes and he visits these homeless people, and he gets down on his hands and his knees, and he washes their feet. Like he, It's yes. not like, like to say, hey, I'm not above you. You know, Argentine. he was Argentino. See, see. Yeah. Pope you, Francis. you should be washing Sedano's feet. It was Benedict before him. And now I'll tell you what I'll do. Francis. I'll, I'll wash Sedano's feet. 13th. But he has to wash my feet. Is at that the same when he time. became yeah. the Pope? That's what it says. Oh, yeah. Again. Pre-papal mm-hmm. episcopate. And also, I would like for George. What do they use? What's that thing they use where they peel off the dead skin? When they exfoliate, no, yeah, but like, oh, what is that? Not what? a loofah. The Pope is an exfoliating. <laughs> no, I know. But <laughs> what's the guy do with the Pope? Well, I well, want Sedano to do my right these? foot. Oh, if he cleans my right foot, no, but foot. that's that. That's he. He lives that kind of life. Yeah. That's his life. He yeah. wants to. He wants to be one of the people and but help the. There's people a lot of this in the New Testament, which you're not as big. Yeah, on. there's a there's a messy jersey at the Vatican because of the Pope. There's a messy jersey at the Vatican. Oh, yes. messy. No, yeah, the soccer, the he's from Argentina. Okay. The yeah. Pope. So Francis. when I went to the Vatican yeah. a couple of years ago, yeah. you saw the jersey. Gotcha. Up there. Yeah. yeah, he's a big messy friend. Mm-hmm. Fan. Got it. Uh, all right. Well, anyways, anyway, wow, what a show. I don't know. We were washing feet wow. or something. But that's that's cool. Yeah. No, I'm saying it's cool. But, and then Chris <laughs> said that I should wash your feet, and then I said I would wash your feet if you would wash my feet at the same time. And you know that I have a disgusting right foot. Left foot, very clean, yeah. nice looking foot. Yeah. Just right go get foot, a pedicure gross. together. You right. know. Oh yeah. I desperately need a manicure. We should go. Oh Manny's? my God, Manny's me too. Pedis? Me too. Meanwhile, there's sports on the agenda, yeah. and George shidano has got it for you right now. So, Lindsay, you told me this story today, right? Peter King has got in his uh, his his like what? His Monday weekly, morning weekly mail column, bag? right? Yeah. His Monday morning column. Yeah. Um, that both mailbag that both Lincoln Riley <laughs> and Deion Sanders could get NFL offers this offseason. Now, I don't buy either guy will end up in the NFL for different reasons, Cappy. I don't buy that Dion will go because he's already said I'm not interested in going um, and coaching guys who make ten million dollars who don't really want to play. I'd rather mold young men. Um, so I buy that. Um, and then the other part because he doesn't need the money. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't need the the money that like a Sean Payton is going to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Lincoln Riley thing. Well, I think he's always been kind of linked to the Cowboys in some way, shape, or form. If you were an NFL team, and I say this as someone who believes in him, and I said that when he took the job here at USC, USC is going to be in a stratosphere they haven't been since Pete Carroll, and they will be, and they sort of are right now. But until they fix that defense, like if I'm an NFL owner, I don't know if I want Lincoln Riley just yet. I just don't feel like Lincoln Riley is an NFL coach. Now, 
I don't really, really know why I feel that way. And if you're driving around right now and you feel the same way and you're like, yeah, I kind of see him more as a college guy. I just don't really see him as an NFL guy. And you're thinking like I'm thinking, I don't really know why I feel that way. It's just kind of the way I feel about him. You know, there's certain guys, George, historically, that were great college coaches that just for some reason it didn't translate to the NFL. Mm -hmm. Most recently, I see a guy like Urban Meyer who sits there on that desk on Fox for the Big Noon Saturday, and I'm like, this guy is one of the most unlikable people ever in college football, and yet he's, he's sitting up there like celebrated like as if everybody loved this guy when he was coaching. Um I look at Urban Meyer, it didn't work for him. I look at a Nick Saban, it didn't work for him. I go back further into the record books, I look at Lou Holtz, he never became a successful NFL coach. Um, other guys that I look around, I see... Um, remember Bobby Petrino? Bobby Petrino, yeah. former Louisville the, oh, the coach. The neck thing. Yeah. I remember when he got into the accident? Um, <laughs> there are so many guys, uh, Steve Spurrier, you know, who was a great college coach, he just didn't make it in the NFL. There, there are some guys that are just cut out for college. Mike Shashevsky in college basketball. I'm not saying he couldn't have been an NBA coach. Right, he could have because he coached all the Olympians for those years. But he just he was a guy who coached college kids. I look at Lincoln Riley in that same vein. Does anybody feel me on that? Or do you just think like, hey, look, there was a Cliff Kingsbury a couple of years ago that went from Texas Tech to the Arizona Cardinals. That That's a natural progression. Yeah, I think it's a natural progression. I do think ultimately he will be in the NFL, if I had to guess. Um, but I don't think now's the time that I would take the chance on him being an NFL coach because I, I don't think he's accomplished the goal yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I just... Like, I, I think of the guys who have had success. Mm-hmm. Who are the guys that have had success as college coaches? Well, is Dabo Sweeney running to the NFL? No, no, but I'm saying that at, um, in retrospect, guys who were into the NFL yeah. from the college game that had real success. Bill Walsh, right? Pete, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. But I, I guess... And I, Jimmy Johnson. But I would look and at... Now, Bill Walsh didn't win a championship at Stanford, but Bill Walsh put Stanford in a place that they hadn't been previously. But Bill Walsh went to Stanford on the back end. Well, right. Whereas the guys That's you're true. talking about, yeah. like Jimmy Johnson was, was a superstar. Oklahoma State, then Miami. Yeah. Right. And then went to the NFL. Right. Pete Carroll, USC, bombed first in the right. NFL, That's though. That's right. Twice. That's right. Yeah. With yeah. the Jets and the Patriots. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So I, I think you have to, to me, if I were going to hire a college coach, I think the prerequisite would be that he at least has to be, maybe, okay, I, I would prefer someone who wins a championship, but also at the very least someone who's gotten there. Yeah. I don't know if that would be my prerequisite, but here, let me ask it to you this way. You ready? Yeah. If I said to you, um, you're going to start a college football program and who you have to choose between Lincoln Riley or Coach Prime, who do you choose? Which guy would you like to start your program? And I don't mean start from ground zero. I mean, like, if just if if you had a college football program and you were going to hire one of those two guys, which guy would you rather hire, Lincoln Riley or Coach Prime? Because for me, it's an easy decision. I'll take Coach Prime right now. I I, I don't. I, the fact that I got to think about it is interesting. If it's building from the ground up, just based on the way uh, Deion Sanders has turned that thing around so quickly and went through the portal with so many guys. It, it makes that decision a little more challenging than you'd think. I mean, Lincoln Riley goes from Oklahoma, rock star college football program, to USC, the rock star of college football programs. I mean, Coach Prime went from Jackson State, put that school and put that whole HBCU football uh, on the map more so than ever before, and he chose to go to Colorado. Right. I mean, that that to me... Which you were like I thought against. it was the dumbest thing ever. And I was like, why? It's a Pac-12, it's a big Power 5 school. They they have some history. They, why not? They're dormant. I just thought that he would never really want to go there for the school. And what I've kind of learned is 
He just went there because that was the best place he could go right. to take his sons. 100%. And to take all the guys he wanted to bring with him yeah. and to hit the transfer. Because Colorado is a speed bump along the way for Coach Prime. You know, it's, it's, it's a resting spot for a couple of years. Get your sons through school. And then once his sons are done, how much longer does Coach Prime want to stay at Colorado? My guess, not much longer. If you're Colorado, take advantage while you got yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, I, I would probably venture that you're right, but I, I don't know if I if I necessarily agree with that. Hey, coming up next, all these NBA media days the last couple days, we're going to do a little insider-outsider coming up next.